Hi there, I'm Katie Churchill, and this is another WCSU interview for webcamstartup.com. Today I have with me the one, the only, Texas Bull Stud, also known as Jim. Hi, Jim. Hey, how's it going? I'm great, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am really excited to talk to you. Now, Jim is a cam model and phone sex pro who has a very different persona than some of the other male performers that we have spoken with on here. Uh, Jim, can you give us a little bit of kind of the background on your online attitude? Well, um, it started about a year and a half ago when the pandemic hit. Um, the company I was working for kind of folded under and I needed a way to make money, so I was like, okay, well, a friend of mine suggested, well, why don't you work for, like, Night Flirt? And I said, oh, nobody would want to deal with someone like me. So I gave it a shot, and in the first couple of months, was actually very shocked at how, how well things went. Um... So I just kind of took it from there, and when it came to coming up with a name, I kind of just took a little bit of everything, because I'm originally from Abilene, Texas, so there's where the Texas part came in. And for some reason, everybody seems to always, my nickname becomes, has been Bull. So I was like, okay, well, Texas, Bull, and just kind of threw the stud on at as a you know cherry on top because that is very much your persona you are very much the stud of night flirt well i do try <laughs> <laughs> now what's your favorite part of the industry that you've found um i think the favorite part is interacting with people and especially with the last year, the last 18 months we've went through, giving people sort of an escape from the reality that they're having to live with. Being able to go on a campsite or a phone sex site and for just a few minutes forget that, you know, their job has been downsized and all. It's just being able to interact with people and kind of see just what all kinks people have in life. And has that been, has have the kinks and the fetishes been eye-opening for you or were you pretty prepared for them coming in? Uh, for the most part, I was prepared. Um, it wasn't really quote-unquote eye-opening. I have family who have worked in the business so I kind of was already prepared for this is what you may encounter. This is kind of the the fetishes and the kinks that people have out there. And there have been a few that I have encountered that I kind of go, <laughs> okay, I didn't know people were into that kind of thing. <laughs> people are into anything you can imagine. Somebody out there is into it. Yeah, I have found that out and it's been... It's been fun at times to discover that. What are what's the most common 
fetish or kink that you get asked to do? Um, there's a lot of a lot of foot fetish out there. Um, there's also really, yeah. Surprisingly, I have a lot of people who they're all about the whole foot fetish thing, and I'm kind of like, all right, hey, sure. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I know that foot fetish is huge in the female side, but I never really thought about it for the male side. There are a lot of guys out there that, yeah, they they kind of get all hot and bothered when it comes to thinking about, you know, big alpha male type guys and their feet. So... Because you are very much the alpha male. And was that a role that came naturally to you? Or did you have to push yourself a little bit to be that kind of very dominant male role? It's actually come very um, natural to me. It's I've always been like that my entire life. So it wasn't really something that I had to kind of push myself into. I just kind of fell into it and was like, oh, okay, well, I already pretty much am like this in life anyway so hey this will work fine and i suppose i should ask because i know that our male listeners are probably dying to know are most of your clients male yeah um a good portion of them are are male and i do occasionally have either a female or a couple but i'd say probably about 95 to 96 percent are our male i always have to ask that to crush the dreams of all the guys who are like i'm gonna be a male cam performer but only for women <laughs> uh, yeah if that's if that's the attitude you go in with um good luck to you maybe it'll work out but <laughs> i have yet to meet any male performer who can legitimately claim that most of his clients are women so yeah I, I always just ask that because we get asked that and where do I find a hot girl to fuck for my porn videos? Those are the two most common requests by men. <laughs> we like to be a little bit of a reality check for them. Yeah. <laughs> so the most popular fetish is feet. What's your personal favorite one to do? Probably my personal favorite is for a lot of my my male customers, they, they really enjoy, and I kind of enjoy doing the whole daddy thing to where they, you know, they're submissive to me and, you know, look up to me as, you know, kind of like a, like a father figure. That's probably one of my personal favorites. Um, again, it's one of those that kind of, it kind of comes natural to me. Um, my entire life, even before I got into the business, I've had guys, I'd walk into a bar and never pay for a single drink the entire night because guys are just like, here, let me buy you a drink. Here, let me buy you a drink. And it's like, okay. <laughs> so you work with what, what comes natural. Yeah, you just have that energy. I've been going through your listings and looking at some of your stuff and you've, you give off that vibe. You've definitely like Texas Bullstud. I was like, I see this name. I see where this came from. This is not a mismatch in any way. 
So you started in phone sex and then have been transitioning into some cam work. What has that been like in terms of making the shift? It's, it's been fun. Um, the reason I kind of wanted to make the shift into doing, um, doing that is I'm one of these, I always like to kind of keep challenging myself. If I do something and I seem to be having really good luck at it or really success, I kind of go, okay, that was fun. What can I do next to kind of give myself another challenge? So that's kind of why I took it on and wanted to challenge myself and see just how how far I could take things. Mm-hmm. Has it been challenging to get into that physical performance? Because phone sex is very, it's a performance, but it's very, I don't want to say one dimensional, but it's, it's you're only focusing on the audio. What has it been like to be physically engaged in the performance as well? Has that been a challenge or have you found that fairly straightforward? It's been, it's been a challenge. Um, you will have guys who they pop on and they're immediately, well, show me your dick. Okay. Well, if I do that, then, you know, I'm not making, I'm not really making any money per se, because part of how I, in any real successful cam model, whether it's male or female, part of how they make the money that they make is teasing and enticing their their viewers to mm-hmm. tip in order to say, okay, you want to see a little bit more, pony up the uh, up the tips. And like I said, I have a lot of guys that will pop in and you know immediately just be like, well, let me see your dick. Oh, okay, yeah, and then what? You know. <laughs> I promise it doesn't do tricks. <laughs> after, after you see it, it's pretty much that's that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I have found surprisingly, interject for a second: the phone sex side, ninety-five to ninety-eight percent is male. I have found there are a lot of females who will pop into my chatterbait or my stream mate room and interact with me and it's kind of like okay well cool um so that has been a little bit of a surprise mm-hmm. um i had one the other night that she just popped up out of nowhere and ended up when it was all said and done dropping like 300 worth of tokens nice and i was just like Okay, well, that was unexpected. <laughs> Not going to complain, that's for sure. Yeah, female customers are few and far between, but when you do get them, they tend to be good-paying customers. <laughs> I used to be a female customer on cam sites, and I always paid. Have you come up against any parts of the industry or any parts of the job that you don't like? Well... Probably the only thing that I would say that I've come up with in terms of the industry is the the stereotype that the industry 
a lot of the studios, and I'll get into the whole studio thing either later or another time. Um, a lot of the studios will only hire a particular stereotype for model. Mm-hmm. Only, you know, a perfect, you know, body shape, perfect, you know, boob size. And I look at that and I go, that's bullshit. I mean, anybody can be in this industry if they have the desire and they have the ability. And so that's one thing that I have kind of looked at and not been happy about because there's a lot of good talent that I have run across that will tell me, oh, I tried out for such and such studio and they just basically told me I wasn't what they were looking for. And I look at them and I go, why? There's nothing wrong. Okay, yes, you have a few extra pounds. Yeah, That's and- okay because there are guys out there that that's their kink. Mm-hmm. And they enjoy it. And so that's why I am in the process of getting my own production studio up and running is to kind of bring the talent that no one else wants in to give them a chance to work with a studio who is very much body positive and doesn't sit there and go, oh, well, I'm sorry, you can't work for us because, you know, you're, you have two small breasts. Care. Who cares? You know. Ooh, so tell me more about that. Because one of my personal soapbox things is that, you know, the traditional industry really has its doors closed to honestly making more money <laughs> by their really like 1990s beauty standards. I yeah. suppose early 2000s because they have accepted girls with big butts now. So, I mean, there is at least that. You can now have an ass and work in porn, but you still must, the rest of you must look like a 1990s porn girl. <laughs> Which is so, I don't want to say it's tacky, but it's tacky. It's very tacky and it's very, I hate to use the term, discriminatory because there are, I have noticed that there are a lot of people, especially on sites like OnlyFans, that they have been forced because of the pandemic to seek other forms of employment. And I had a young lady contact me the other day and was like, well, you know, I'm interested in trying to work with you. You know, what kind of body type are you looking for? And I said, anything human. Um, Mm -hmm. Short of having, you know, five heads and seven arms, which I'm sure there's a kink out there for it. So (laughs) probably wouldn't even discriminate against them. I mean... So that is, yeah, that's one of my my big pet peeves is the industry needs to start not being so picky about who they hire. Because I, don't, I don't think it's going to change in mainstream, mainstream, traditional, professional, whatever you want to call it, the Brazzers, the Bang Bros, the 
blacked, tushy, those aren't going to change, I don't think, because they get their next directors from the generation of performers who have retired, who then want to hire their friends and they all network within the like group of industry podcasts where it's like the same 10 people circulating. I don't think that's ever going to change. I think what is going to change is we're going to start seeing people who run membership sites or they run their own clip site or even their own clips for sale. I mean, I'm starting to put my membership site content on clips for sale and eventually I'm hiring models as well. Um, oh God, which has been challenging because it is so hard to pay money like to get money into the US as a Canadian. <laughs> so paying models is my current issue because for whatever reason, getting money across the border, they're like, no, you must be a terrorist. If money is coming into the United States, they are pretty convinced you're a terrorist. And so you can't do it in any logical way. But I think it's going to become these kind of niche production companies. I, um, I've i shot a couple scenes for a company called Club Stiletto. And they're not, like, I mean, they're quite professional in terms of having, like, you know, their own little crew. You've got a cameraman. You've got, like, a very professional level setup. But they are shooting not for, you know, browsers or anything like that. But they're looking at more niche content. And I think that's where we're going to see the big boom. And I think, honestly, I, well, I want to say I don't know how those big porn companies survive. Um, but it's because, you know, you appeal to the mass market. But there's so much money in niches. And, I mean, I just, the whole, I've, I've tried, I've uh, not auditioned, but I've put in applications with, like, straight size so like regular you know they shoot regular size girls or whatever in porn and they're like i'm sorry you're too fat and hairy then i've gone for the fat girl side of porn and they're like i'm sorry you're not fat enough and you're hairy so i tried out for a hairy site and they were just like no <laughs> so i was like I don't know where to go. And they were like, well, you're kind of fat, but like, you're not fat enough to be BBW and like you're hairy, but you're not either super hairy or super hot. So like, you're just kind of like medium hairy, medium hot. And it's just like, they have these really narrow visions of what it takes. And I personally was hoping that the success of so many different kinds of models on OnlyFans would open their eyes. Because when you look at some models who are in like the top, I would say top 5%, and you're like, oh, wait, you don't have to look a certain way to be up there. Like, there are girls who would never get hired by a mainstream porn studio, and they're like top 0.5%. And I thought that that would open the, I thought that would open these studios' eyes, but that hasn't really happened yet. Unfortunately, it hasn't, and I agree, I don't think it will change, at least with the mainstream sites. No. Now, the smaller independent production companies, yeah, I think they will stand up and take notice and go, okay. Yeah, I think this, they will. And I think that's where on. the money is going to be. And that's why, like I said, that's why when I started working on trying to get my studio up and running, I basically said, I'm not going to discriminate against the Barbie doll type, but I'm also not going to go out and just solely seek them out. Mm -hmm. I'm going to basically bring in anybody, gay, straight, trans, whatever, if you want to do porn, 
and you've got even the smallest amount of talent, come on, we will talk, we will work something out, and see what we can get done. Nice. And so are you planning to run it like as a membership site or clips or probably have you kind of figured be, that out yet or are you still in the early stages? It's probably going to be a, a membership site. Uh, we're still bouncing around rather to do clips, rather to do membership, just kind of seeing where we think the best fit would be for mm -hmm. it. That's exciting. So are you having like an actual production studio or will you be renting space? Right now we're going to be renting space and the long-term goal is to actually have a physical studio set up. So That's fun. Yeah, we're excited about it and um, got a few models already signed. I've got one um, who's just really eager to want to work with us. And she's, she's a really good talent and she's new to the industry so there's a lot she doesn't know that I'm kind of having to teach her as things go along mm -hmm. and that's the kind of person that I was, you know, looking for is the person who doesn't have, you know, 20 years in the industry and knows everything there is to know and thinks they're the end all be all authority. Mm -hmm. I kind of, when she came to me and said, well, I'm interested in working for you. I was like, okay, cool. I will help you learn as this goes along so that, you get your feet under you and 10, 15 years from now, you know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big believer in passing on the knowledge too. And more, more people need to do that instead of just, I'm going to keep all the knowledge to myself. Yeah. I was really lucky. I had some really great kind of mentor models that I became friends with when I was, just a new baby cam girl. <laughs> they helped me out and uh, they they prevented me from making a lot of mistakes. <laughs> I'm very endlessly grateful to them. I'm not sure I would still be here working without them. So I try to pay it forward too through webcam startup and things like that. Well, that sounds like an exciting new project, Jim. And I really look forward to uh, seeing your studio start to pump out some great content. Now, before we go, where can people find you? Um, they can find me on Twitter um, at bull underscore stud. And on most of the campsites, I am... TX Bullstud, all one word. Um, and we, we will make sure that we have all of Texas Bullstud, Jim's links, in the show notes so that you can just click and find him really easily. Jim, thank you so much for talking to us. I really enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. It's my pleasure. This has been another WCSU interview for webcamstartup.com. 
I'm Katie Churchill. Goodbye.